Vivek Ramaswamy like got caught in a lie on national TV. Vivek Ramaswamy said something that it turns out wasn't true. Ooh. You're saying that you were misquoted here. So we will take your word. Yes. You're saying here that you were misquoted here. The quote in question there was this one from The Atlantic, from Mr. Ramaswamy, where he said, quote, I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. To be clear, there is zero evidence that the U.S. government had agents who were on the planes on 9-11. So I asked him to explain that quote. And on this show last night, Ramaswamy insisted that the reporter, John Hendrickson, had gotten his words wrong. Vivek then followed up and published the actual audio proving that he did say exactly what he did 
denied, he said. And what would they claim that this is just lifting the curtain? This is just lifting the curtain on how media works. In reality, this is actually lifting the curtain on how Republican politicians lie and exploit culture wars for their own partisan gain. Vivek is running a con job operation that rivals even Donald Trump with the amount of snake oil he's selling to Republicans. Just the other day, we learned that Ramaswamy paid a Wikipedia editor to remove information about him on the website that made him look bad to Republican voters. For example, he removed information about his close relationship with a scientist who helped pioneer mRNA vaccines, which is clearly unacceptable to the anti-vax conspiracy theory MAGA crowd. He also paid the editor to remove information about him receiving a George Soros-affiliated fellowship, something that if MAGA voters found out about probably wouldn't be over the moon. And not only that, the National Review also found out that he paid the editor to remove references to Ramaswamy's religion, which is Hinduism. It's almost like he knows how racist and xenophobic his own party's base is, so much so that he has to literally hide who he is to even have a chance at winning their votes, because the right loves freedom of religion so long as it's their own. Ramaswamy's also called to ban 18 to 24 year olds from voting unless Gen Z voters undergo a government mandated civics test to have their voting rights restored. And while we apparently need civics among young people, that need suddenly disappears for older generations who wouldn't be mandated to take that test. And it just so happens that those people vote for Republicans in higher rates than Gen Z. <laughs> I'm sure that's just a coincidence. I mean, honestly, Republicans are so afraid of young people exercising their right to vote that they're not just straight up calling to ban them from voting altogether. And rather than, oh, I don't know, try to actually appeal to those young people and earn their votes, their response is just to double down on MAGA extremism and voter suppression because it was only ever about consolidating power for themselves. So I get that Ramaswamy is trying to play himself up as being different from all those other crooked politicians, but by virtue of the lies, he really is no different at all. Just like Trump and everyone else who was on that debate stage all of those people will lie if it means getting your vote because it's not about integrity it's not about principle it's not about value it is about power and that's all it'll ever be before you go i need some help please subscribe to the channel and do your part to help grow the progressive media ecosystem i don't do sponsorships or paid ads i won't ask for money but just subscribing to this channel goes a really long way and it helps get the message out to more people the subscribe button is right here on the screen you can also subscribe to my spanish language channel which i made to reach those crucial spanish-speaking voters that link is on the screen too and finally if you want to listen to my audio podcast you can follow that link as well thanks so much for watching what happens in Vegas stays in Quick Hit, the best free Vegas slots game. Play all the hottest slots with your free welcome bonus. Yes. Quick Hit. Skip ads. Whoa, whoa, whoa. CNN damage report. Someone likes my comment. This guy's a big mouth. He just loves to hear himself talk. You had me on your show, I said. I need a woman president who's tough on crime.
Christopher Perez, transfer prison. Please save me. Republicans in Congress attack prosecutors to help Trump and it's shameful. Hi guys, Fred Wellman, host of On Amongst the FUO, right here in the Miles Touch Tower. Well, the Clown Car Caucus can't be outdone, and the panic is ensuing in the MAGA Republican circles as Donald Trump finally faces justice. Just today, Judge Chutkin in D.C. announced she's going to hold a trial for the January 6th case from Jack Smith, starting on March 4th 2024 didn't take any time for the panic to set in and more attempts to undermine the investigation now we're already dealing with jim jordan saying he's going to launch an investigation of funny willis and her involvement with jack smith because they're going to get to the bottom of what kind of coordination is going on there's a conspiracy now look you and i know that's not a thing it hurts like a tennis ball and what he is doing is trying to taint the jury Talk no, no, about no. everything we talk about in the next five minutes. Okay. Keep in mind, the goal here isn't necessarily to stop these investigations. It's to muddy the waters. So hopefully someone gets in that jury room and says, I don't know, I've got questions. And thus freeing Donald Trump to continue his blitting ways. But, you know, Jim Jordan can't be outdone. You know, it's funny. Uh, I had a guest, Dennis, Dennis after about the show about four months ago. And he told me that the thing about Jim Jordan, his brand The chicken population plant. has gone down. Is that what you said? <laughs> some kind of astonishing way to grow grapes. Who? Grapes? Um, yeah, it was like you put them in a banana. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I know what's going on. With, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of forgetting out right now, but it was, it's fucking mind-blowing. 
What the fuck was that? Did you hear that? Yeah, I know it comes. What is that noise? Where's that coming from? Oh, mean? that's uh, over there, the birds. Oh. The Boyds. The Boyds on Toity Toid Street. We having a chicken Caesar salad? Chicken yeah, Caesar salad? You want some cheese on cheese? You don't like that much cheese, huh? Oh, this kind of destroys my diet. Oh, and it's well, cold you cheese, too. But oh, I can... oh, you like it melted? I like melted cheese. Nice. Yeah. Da 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 the rest of it, I, I just don't like. I don't. I don't care for the. I don't care for the. Uh, the leg quarters. I like the dark meat. I know. I know you do. So that works perfect, out. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like the breast. I like the dark meats. Ah, oh, shit. Spilled some water. Spilled some water. Oh, I spilled a whole fucking cup before I walked out just now. I spilled a whole fucking cup on my floor. Hmm. Shit. I'm trying to get to this shit. I'm gonna take shit, 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 shower because I was eating the water up and. You know, just getting up and online. And you're like, I'm going to brand. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Take too long. Where's my Dr. B? I guess he could get some. Dr. B! Here, here's your kitty. Here's your kitty and then Dr. B with that. Uh -huh. Look, yours is right here. Get your tail out there, kitty. Look <laughs> at that. I'm gonna put it high. Dear, 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 dear. I've started by chipping out the chipping out the the scum every couple of times. Oh, uh, oh yeah! Just take that fluid. I gave you some. It's under here. You have a whole bottle of it. It's green. green. Yeah, that's you know, a little <laughs> What do you know?
Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, just bad time. Introducing the hide and seek from Belroy. A traditional wallet on the outside, it hides a few tricks on the inside. What's up everybody, it's Troy. So Donald Trump has surrendered in Fulton County, Georgia. And we've got a presidential portrait for the ages. The first time a former president has had a mugshot taken. It's been quite a week. All of the Fulton County defendants have surrendered themselves. They've all got mugshots. You can see them all on MidasTouch.com. Head over to MidasTouch.com. You can see all of the Fulton County mugshots, including Donald Trump's, with their jail records, with what they're charged with, and even their height and weight, which Donald Trump had a little bit of fun with, I think. Apparently, they could self-report their height and weight when they were booked, but that's neither here nor there. So I thought it might be kind of fun now that our long national nightmare is just beginning with all this Trump nonsense to go through the Fulton County mugshots Take a look at who these people are, what they're charged with, and then maybe we could like give a little uh, a little fashion show rundown on the, on the mugshots. I was gonna rank them. I want to rank them by you know most innocent looking to most evil and sinister ever. So let's start out with some of the lesser known folks. Some of the folks at like the bottom of the list here. So this is Misty Hampton, uh, aka Misty Hayes. Her arrest record says Misty Hayes. So she's a former election supervisor for Coffee County, Georgia, and she was allegedly present when Trump supporters uh, illegally accessed some electronic voting data. She so she is charged building. with attempting to commit computer theft. This is the electronic records side of the case. Now, looking at this mugshot, I, this is a zero out of five for sinister evil. She looks actually kind of sweet. She just looks like a normal, a normal lady. Um, you know, still not necessarily. This isn't the mugshot I would take. I would probably be a little bit more uh, upset or, or frightened if I had been if I had been booked at the jail. But you know, I'm not a criminal, so I don't know. So anyway, Misty Hampton, zero out of five on the sinister scale. Now we move to Robert Cheeley. Robert Cheeley is a Georgia attorney, and he is accused of falsely testifying about a video of Georgia election workers. He falsely testified that the video proved that election That's workers were evil. handling fake ballots, that they were handling second and third, that they were putting second and third ballots into the counters that weren't real. He testified that that video was accurate when it was fake, and he signed signed a form uh, attesting to that tested, uh, testimony. So he is uh, being charged with, with perjury and false testimony. So Chile, uh, you know, interesting, a little bit more sinister. He's got the, he's got the angry eyes going there, a little bit more than Misty Hanson. I'm going to give him a two out of five on the evil sinister scale. I would not want to run into this guy. 
uh, you know, in a back alley somewhere. Just a little bit creepy. Like a little bit creepy looking parts in his yeah. oh, Moving on. Sean Still. Okay, so Sean Still is actually a Georgia State Senator, and he falsely signed a certificate declaring Trump the winner of Georgia and falsely designating himself as one of the state's qualified electors. So he just lying across the board. He, he wasn't an elector. Trump didn't win the state. He certified that Trump did. This mugshot, this guy is just, I mean, he looks like he could be the, you know, the coach of the local Little League team. He, you know, he's a local, like he's going to be grilling on Sundays for the families. Not sinister at all. Zero out of five. Not scary at all. Sean Still, politician in Georgia. Okay, now we get crazy here. Michael Roman. All right, this guy's kind of a shadowy figure. It's hard to kind of figure out what this guy did for Trump. He worked in the Trump administration. He worked in the OE, the old executive office building, as ostensibly an opposition researcher. He had a large team of researchers looking working for him, and those are the guys that dig up dirt on Trump's political opponents. So this guy was already kind of in that like shadow world, a fixer world. Uh, he's accused of helping to organize the fake elector scheme. This guy has some crazy eyes gone. Definitely like three out of five on the creepy scale. He doesn't look human. He looks like uh, he looks like some kind of a, a zombie figure or something. Uh, yeah, definitely creepy. Definitely creepy, Michael Roman. And adding to the creep factor exactly. is the fact that he is just involved in this shadow world of opposition research. All right, moving on. Here's Stephen Lee. Now, this just has exorcist vibes written all over it. Totally creepy. Four out of five on the creepy yeah. scale. Don't want to have anything to do with this guy. Holy Lord. Like so, he, Lee's a police chaplain from Illinois. He's charged with intimidation of poll worker Ruby Freeman. He showed up. He allegedly showed up at her house, knocked on her door, and offered a pro bono service, part of the ongoing intimidation of election worker Ruby Freeman uh, that was part of this case. Ooh, absolutely creepy getting chills from this from this guy. Jeffrey Clark. Now Jeffrey Clark's interesting. Like he put on his uh, jail Clark. record that he is 5'3 and weighs a hundred and uh, weighs 150 pounds. 5'3, 150 pounds, which is not true. This guy's been seen in public. He's at least 5'11, probably six feet tall. Why he self-reported being 5'3 and 150 pounds, I'm not really sure. Uh, he had the opportunity to, 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 to you know, report whatever he was, so a total mystery there, adding to the fact that this mugshot is not creepy at all. He looks like an insurance salesman, zero out of five, no sinister. But this guy, this guy was worked in the Department of Justice. He was the guy that... Trump was going to make, apparently Trump was going to make Attorney General of the United States in his second term. In exchange, Jeffrey Clark uh, drafted a letter to the Justice Department outlining significant concerns, quote unquote, that may have impacted the outcome of the election in several states, including Georgia. And Clark's letter actually asked for the Georgia legislatures to convene to review so-called dueling slates of electors. He stated that there were that there was confusion on the ground in Georgia and there were two slates of electors in Georgia, which was not true. The Trump electors were frauds, engineered uh, by Giuliani and some of these other some of these other people. So Clark being charged with that. But yeah, just a just a interesting guy. Definitely not five three, not sure why he supported that. Or why he stated that. Trevion Cutie. Cutie. All right. This is where we get. Uh, this is absolutely horror movie vibes. Like, this reminds me of the movie Smile. Five out of five. 
This is absolutely terrifying. I never want to see this picture again, ever again. In my life, Trevion Cutie is the former publicist for Kanye West. She worked for Black Voices for Trump. She attended the Trump rally in Tulsa at the height of COVID. This was back in 2020 when uh, Trump was holding rallies when everybody else was uh, staying inside and being responsible. She showed up to that rally. She posed for a picture with Herman Cain at the rally. Herman Cain died shortly from COVID, shortly afterwards. She's, in, she's been charged and in the Ruby, Ruby Freeman intimidation side of this case, uh, intimidating Twitter election worker Ruby Freeman. That Absolutely horrifying. Five out of five. Never want to see this picture again. Definite smile, horror movie vibes. Uh, this is Harrison Floyd. He was the executive director of Black Voices for Trump. Still in jail at the time of this recording. Uh, he was accused of, again, uh, he's on the Ruby Freeman side of the case, trying to intimidate Ruby Freeman, election worker. Uh, he was the only only one of these defendants that didn't make bail. So still, uh, still in jail, left behind. Trump could have posted his bail. He didn't. This guy got left behind in Fulton County, Georgia. He's still there at the time of this yeah. recording. Uh, zero out of five. Not creepy at all. Just looks like a regular guy. Um, he, he looks a little confused as to why he's there. Maybe he looks a little angry. Uh, but not creepy at all. Just looks like a just looks like a regular guy. Still in still in jail in Fulton County. Ray Smith, uh, four out of five on the creepy scale. Definitely got the crazy eyes going. Definitely got the Kubrick stare going, which Cootie had too. The forward forehead with the eyes up and the chin down. Just a typical cinematic technique to indicate that somebody is deranged used by director Stanley Kubrick. It's a very famous film technique to make a character look crazy. I'm not sure why these people decided to pose this way, but here's another one, Ray Smith. Five out of five on the creepy scale. Just don't, do not want to come anywhere near this guy. He is accused of working with the alternate slate of electors in Georgia. Again, signing more documents, claiming Trump had won the state of Georgia. He's Trump's attorney in Georgia. Kathy Latham, uh, aside from the fact that she's just got this ghostly pall over her, she, you can barely see her, um, you know, not that creepy, I don't know, maybe two out of five, maybe three out of five, she just looks like a ghost, I mean, she just looks like she's not even in the room, kind of blending into the background. She's the former Coffee County Republican Party chair, who acted as one of the fake electors. Uh, just uh, pretending to be an elector, pretending to be a human being, because I don't think she's actually alive. I think she's actually just a ghost based on this picture alone. All right, here we go. Now, this is Ken Cheesebro, which I, I say Chesbro. I don't know. It's probably Cheesebro. Who knows? But what's interesting about this guy is this is like the most authentic mugshot of the group, I think. I think this is how I would look if I was having my mugshot taken. First of all, he's wearing a suit. You know, he, he is a lawyer. He's, he's aware of the gravity of the situation. He's wearing a suit. He's classed it up a little bit. He looks worried and scared and upset and not sure what's going on. And like he's been left out to dry by Donald Trump, like so many people have before him. And yeah, this is this is it seems like this is the most, probably the most genuine face I've seen on all these. This is the guy that asked for a speedy trial. Uh, you know, the first the first one to ask for a speedy trial in this case, he doesn't want to get hung out to dry by Donald Trump. Uh, it looks like he's going to be getting that speedy trial. But yes, zero out of five, not sinister. I think this guy, I think this looks like a, a genuine mugshot. I think this guy is like genuinely, genuinely scared. 
David Schaefer, zero out of five. This guy actually posted this. He was the first one to post this picture to his social media accounts. He made this profile picture on X, formerly Twitter. And he was like, hey, look at my mugshot. This is great. I was, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, new profile picture day. Hashtag new profile picture. It's just not taking it seriously at all. So, you know, zero out of five for creepiness, but like, you know, five out of five for just idiocy. I mean, he just looks like an idiot. You know, what a, what a dumb thing to do to like post your, your mugshot. Just let, let the judge, let the jurors, let everybody in the legal community know uh, that you're not taking this seriously at all. Schaefer was the chair of the Georgia Republican Party, and he was involved in the fake elector scheme he organized. He was the organizer of the notorious fake electors meeting in December of 2020 uh, that they were, didn't allow cameras in, etc. So this guy was more in charge of them on the fake elector side of the of the plot. Just looks like a complete idiot. Uh, here we go. Scott Hall. Okay, Scott Hall is a bail bondsman. Uh, he uh, so he was more involved. He was he was like acting on the orders of Sidney Powell. He was in in on the tampering with electronic ballots side of the case. So he gained access to voting machines uh, on the orders of Sidney Powell. They were he was part of a team of people that were trying to tamper with electronic voting records in the Georgia election. Just this scheme just went way way deep, way deeper than just Trump complaining about the results of the election or making that phone call to Brad Raffensperger that he called the perfect phone call. These guys were involved on the Watergate level, sort of cloak and dagger type stuff, but even worse than Watergate. But anyway, this guy was one of the guys that was in charge of the effort to actually like change uh, the, the electronic ballots. Uh, Stephen Hall, he was, a, uh, uh, again, a former bail bondsman, or Scott Hall, former bail bondsman. Um, you know, Three out of five on the creepiness. He's got the creepy eyes thing going. He's got the ghosty white face going thing there. Not not totally creepy. Still wouldn't want to bump into this guy uh, in a dark alley in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. Oh, John Eastman. Oh, this is one of the first ones we saw. Eastman was, I think Eastman was like the first one to turn himself in. He was one of the first ones to turn himself in. Uh, he had to request a postponement from his uh, hearing in California to be disbarred, to lose his law license, so that he could be arrested in Georgia. Not exactly the coup mastermind, but this is, yeah, this is a this is a five out of five, absolutely creepy. Uh, this guy resembles Gollum in the worst possible way. Absolutely chills down my spine. Never want to see this guy ever again. But yeah, this is John Eastman. This guy was the apparent coup mastermind behind the Stop the Steal rally and Trump's efforts on January 6th. Trump lawyer, apparent, uh, you know, attempt to overthrow the United States government to install Trump dictator for life. Looks like Gollum. Completely believable that he would do something like this. Here is Sidney release the Kraken Powell. This is Sidney Powell's mugshot in Fulton County. Now, again, she was famous for releasing, trying to release the Kraken about Dominion voting systems. She got sued for like billion, billions of dollars for defamation of Dominion voting systems, claiming that they were messy with electronic voting records. While she was doing the exact same thing in Georgia, she was, uh, she had paid employees from Sullivan Strickler LLC in Fulton County to travel to Coffee County to allegedly willfully tamper with electronic ballot markers and tabulating machines. So while she was out there talking about Dominion voting systems, changing vote, vote votes, illegally changing votes from Trump to Biden, 
she was literally trying to do the exact same thing in Georgia. Lying hypocrites. Um, you know, it, she just kind of looks like a grandma here. I know, I know people might disagree with me. I don't think this mugshot is that creepy. She's just, you know, again, way, way too unconcerned. She's got like, she's got sociopathic face, which is, which fits because she's clearly a lying sociopath, but she's got the like dead behind the eyes, nothing going on there. No feeling, doesn't care at all. So zero out of five on the creepiness scale, but uh, or maybe like one out of five on the creepiness scale. We'll throw throw Sydney a, a one there on that scale, but uh, more just more just sociopathic, more just like doesn't care, doesn't care at all what what she did, what's going on. Jenna Ellis, okay, this is another one. Jenna Ellis was all over, you know, posting this picture all over the internet, you know, trying to like make this thing into some sort of like selfie contest this was her mugshot selfie again she's a lawyer she's she's got to know that this is not going to play well with a judge smiling and, and taking a selfie for your mugshot posting it all over the internet being proud of it all it does is indicate that you're not taking the case seriously so i mean imagine being this excited to piss your career and your life away over somebody like Donald Trump, and by the way, Donald Trump's PAC is not paying her legal fees because she had the audacity to come out in support of Ron DeSantis. So she's been left out to dry by Donald Trump by simply suggesting that that um, DeSantis would be, is a good candidate. As well as being uh, But yeah, you know, zero out of five on the creepy show. This is not creepy at all. This is just, again, stupid. So this list is either like people being creepy or people being stupid. The Smilers versus the Sinisters. So she's the leader of the smiling crowd here and just not taking it seriously at all. And just, again, just, just a really, really dumb move for a lawyer to do something like this. Here's Meadows, Mark Meadows, former White House chief of staff, had his hands in everything, was on the call with Brad Raffensperger, with Trump on the notorious call to Raffensperger where Trump asked him to find the exact number of votes to flip the state Trump. Now, again, like Chesbro, I think Meadows might be the only one here who understands the gravity of the situation. Chesbro and, and Meadows, he looks like he's been crying. Uh, somebody in, in my comments said that their um, nose turns red like that after they've been crying. His eyes are all puffed up. Definitely looks scared. Knows what's in store. Um, zero out of five on the creepy scale because once again, he knows what's going on. He knows the gravity of the situation. All right, final two. Rudy Giuliani. Uh, we're all looking forward to seeing Rudy's mugshot, former mayor of New York, former New York City prosecutor, famous for breaking up organized crime in New York City using RICO laws. Now the irony of all ironies, he has been arrested on RICO charges in the Fulton County, Georgia case. He was Trump's personal lawyer, had his hand in everything. Trump's top assistant right-hand man through his entire presidency and into the um, into the 2020 uh, stop the steal effort and beyond. So Giuliani having his hands in everything shady that Trump ever did. Um, on this mugshot, probably three out of five on the creepy scale. He's definitely got the, the creepy eyes going there. Um, you know, again, Rudy's just a creepy guy. I mean, he's just a you know we've all we've all heard or you know hopefully you haven't heard the tapes of him sexually harassing his assistant. He's just a weird guy. He's just a creep. Uh, you know, just gross, just a gross guy, all around gross guy, so. When you shop Wayfair, you can't help but show off. It's impossible to keep the deals to yourself. He saved so much with Wayfair. 
Yeah, three out of five on the creepy scale. You know, nobody likes Rudy. Rudy's Rudy's a joke. And moving on to the PA State Resistance, the biggest one, the biggest mugshot in the history. One of the most what will go down as one of the most famous pictures in American history. This is Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump's mugshot being arrested in Fulton County, Georgia. By now, everyone has seen this picture. This is a 10 out of 5 on the creepy scale just because of the magnitude of this and what it represents. This guy absolutely practiced this mugshot. He's been prepping for this mugshot for weeks, probably practicing with poses in the mirror. He knew exactly what he wanted to do, and it's had exactly the desired effect that he had hoped, which is just whip his supporters into a frenzy. They're seeing this as like a rock star pose. Uh, they're seeing that this just means that he's out for vengeance. They are saying that this mugshot will you know, will win him the election, essentially, which is completely asinine. There's a long time to go for the election. A lot more is going to happen than just this mugshot in these legal cases that Trump is involved in. But the sinisterness of this 10 out of 5 on the evil scale, this guy looks like Vigo the Carpathian uh, from Ghostbusters 2. He looks like a despotic dictator that just wants to put people's heads on spikes. Uh, this this mugshot signifies a terrifying new era uh, in 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 the Trump legacy. Totally unfeeling, totally uncaring, staring at the camera again with the Kubrick scare, stare, with the forehead forward, the eyes up, the chin down, signifying somebody who is completely deranged. This is not a stable person. This is not a person uh, who this is not a person who cares about the about what he's done, about the crimes he's committed, or about the damage. That he's done to this country. He is an absolute sociopathic, lying criminal. And this mugshot bears that out. So, absolute creepy. The creepiest of the creeps, Donald J. Trump, once again running for president. Thank you for taking the time to go through the. Mugs with me. I thought it was interesting. Very interesting case in Fulton County, Georgia. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. Trump will now be involved in four different trials in as many states over the next few months and somehow will have to run for president at the exact same time. He's going to have to figure out how to do that. And his supporters are going to have to come to terms with the fact that he's going to be spending more time in court than holding massive pro-Trump cult rallies. So we will see how that goes over the next few months. This mugshot is only the beginning. Meanwhile, his supporters are getting killed. Midas Touch to Troy. Remember, smash that subscribe button to keep supporting independent media. And head on over to MidasTouch.com. The best writers, the best researchers, the best editors, 
in the business, working on MidasTouch.com, writing short news stories all day long. Every time you go back, there should be new stuff there to read, cool new stories to read, short reads on the most breaking news of the day. So check it out. It's awesome. MidasTouch.com. Thanks, everybody. See you. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Let's keep up with the most... How do we figure? It's hard to kind of figure out what this guy did for Trump. He worked in the Trump administration. He worked in exactly the desired effect that he had hoped, which is just whip his supporters into a frenzy. They're seeing this as like a rock star pose. Uh, they're seeing that this just means that he's out for vengeance. They are saying that this mugshot will, will win... win him the election, essentially, which is completely asinine. There's a long time to go for the election. A lot more is going to happen than just this mugshot in these legal cases that Trump is involved in. But the sinisterness of this, 10 out of 5 on the evil scale, this guy looks like Vigo the Carpathian uh, from Ghostbusters 2. He looks like a despotic dictator that just wants to put people's heads on spikes. Uh, this this mugshot signifies a terrifying new era uh, in, in, in the Trump legacy totally unfeeling, totally uncaring, staring at the camera, again with the Kubrick stare, stare with the forehead forward, the eyes up, and chin down, signifying somebody who is completely deranged. This is not a stable person. This is not a person uh, who, this is not a person who cares about, the, about what he's done, about the crimes he's committed, or about the damage that he's done to this country. He is an absolute sociopathic, lying criminal, and this mugshot bears that out. So absolutely creepy. The creepiest of the creeps, Donald J. Trump, once again, running for president. Donald Thank Jack you for Trump. taking the time to go through those mugs with me. I thought it was interesting, very interesting case in Fulton County, Georgia. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. Trump will now be involved Face in four different evil. trials in as many states. The The face of pure evil. For the next few months, and somehow we'll have to run for president at the exact same time. He's going to have to figure out how to do that. And his supporters are going to have to come to terms with the fact that he's going to be spending more time in court than holding massive pro-Trump cult rallies. So we will see how that goes over the next few months. This mugshot is only the beginning. I might as touch this Troy. Remember, smash that subscribe button to keep supporting independent media. And head on over to MidasTouch.com. The best writers, the best researchers, the best editors in the business. Working on MidasTouch.com. Writing short news stories all day long. Every time you go back, there should be new stuff there to read. Cool new stories to read. Short reads on the most breaking news of the day. So check it out. It's awesome. MidasTouch.com. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at MidasTouch. Let's keep yeah, up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Been there, done that, man. Been there, done that. Republicans in Congress attack prosecutors to help Trump. Who wants to clean out their gutters? 
Leaf Filter eliminates almost all gutter maintenance for life. Tap below to his face plant. And he's going to face plant this too. But of course, you know, there's others. Marjorie Taylor Greene already said she wanted to fund the special prosecutor's office using the appropriations and funding process. She announced that months ago. But you know, there's more. Today, the great Andrew Clyde of Georgia announced that he is going to launch a bill that will prohibit the use of federal funding for the prosecution of any major presidential candidate prior to the upcoming presidential election on November 5th, 2024. But the kicker is, this isn't just appropriations for Jack Smith. He wants any federal funds going to Alvin Bragg or Fonnie Willis. That's weird, right? He's specifically targeting a city and a state prosecutor. <laughs> for defunding of federal dollars, you know, so that's his big plan, because he just thinks it's not, he has serious concerns about these witch hunt indictment, indictments against President Trump. So he's going to offer amendments to prohibit federal funds being used for federal state courts that investigate actual crimes. You know, Andrew Clyde, Andrew Clyde, you may remember from this wonderful clip from May of 2021 during hearings surrounding the January 6th investigation. He got famous for this one. The hearing is called the Capitol Insurrection. Let's be honest with the American people. It was not an insurrection, and we cannot call it that and be truthful. The Cambridge English Dictionary defines an insurrection as, and I quote, an organized attempt by a group of people to defeat their government and take control of their country, usually by violence. And then from the Century Dictionary, the act of rising against civil authority or government governmental restraints, specifically the armed resistance of a number of persons to the power of the state. As one of the members who stayed in the Capitol and on the House floor, who, with other Republican colleagues, helped barricade the door until almost 3 p.m. that day from the mob who tried to enter, I can tell you the House floor was never breached and it was not an insurrection. This is the truth. There was an undisciplined mob. There were some rioters and some who committed acts of vandalism. But let me be clear, there was no insurrection and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Yeah, he's the tourist guy. Who else would be doing this, right? They're just orderly tourists. Matter of fact, here's Andrew Clyde helping with all those tours. Here he is screaming in panic behind an armed guard after they barricaded the house. And here's him barricading the house with his friends from the, from the uh, security, the Capitol Police. You know, just a normal tourist visit. So Andrew Clyde obviously lives in an alternative universe of facts, but they not to be outdone. Now, a couple of weeks ago, and this is my favorite one, a couple of weeks ago, a guy named Andy Ogles from Tennessee, he filed a bill, and I gotta read it to you folks. And here's it on screen. But here's the name of his bill. You ready for this one? His goal is going to be, no kidding, just defunding pay for Jack Smith. That's it. Not allowing Jack Smith to be paid. And here's the name of that bill. You have to read this. The bill is called the Yanking Outlays for an Unethical Ruthless Enterprise that Fraudulently Impedes Robust Electoral Debate Act, or the You're Fired Act. Isn't that hilarious? Because you know, you're fired is Donald Trump's big signature gotcha line from the reality TV show, The Apprentice. These guys are hilarious. Hey, he's so funny. Check out my friend Andy Ogle's Christmas photo with his family. 
just an all-American group of people with their AR-15s celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. That's who Andy Ogles is. Oh, by the way, he's also a liar and a fraud. No, he's currently being investigated because he literally made up his entire resume. Says he's an economist. No proof of that. Doesn't have a degree. Says he's a was it a cop involved in international sex trafficking investigations. Turns out he's like a volunteer, you know, reserve sheriff briefly until he got kicked out because he never did any training. He's just full of good ideas. But you know what? He's making them MAGA chuds proud, isn't he? Look, we're going to see a lot more of this, right? They're going to do everything they can to throw anything on the wall they can stick to. Of course, the big thing, the big thing they're doing is McCarthy is now saying that he intends to start a, a impeachment process, if you will, an investigation against Joe Biden in the new uh, term here at the end of September. Just an investigation. Why? He does not have the votes to vote for it. So what he's going to do is just going to launch an investigation without any kind of vote to do it because he knows moderate members of his, his caucus aren't going for it. Remember, folks, there's 18 Biden districts where Biden actually won the election, and there's 18 Republicans exposed in those districts, like Pennsylvania won, where he, he was a plus five Biden. Those guys do not want to spend the year before the election doing nothing but spinning their wheels trying to undermine Joe Biden or anything. So lots to go. We'll keep you posted here in the Minus Touch Network. Make sure to watch On to Mox the F Wellman every Friday night at 11 right here at the Minus Touch Network. Thanks. At Fry's, you can save big today with sales and promotions on your favorite items. And you'll find it all in the Fry's app. So download the app and start saving more today. Fry's. attempt by a group of people to defeat their government and defines an insurrection as and I quote an organized attempt by a group of people to defeat their government and take control of their country usually by violence and then from the century dictionary the act of rising against civil authority or government governmental restraint specifically the armed resistance of a number of persons to the power of the state as one of the members who stayed in the Capitol and on the House floor who, with other Republican colleagues, helped barricade the door until almost 3 p.m. that day from the mob who tried to enter, I can tell you the House floor was never breached and it was not an insurrection. This is the truth. There was an undisciplined mob. The there were some rioters and some who committed acts of vandalism. But let me be clear, there was no insurrection and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Which is insurrectionist Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall, showed people in an orderly fashion, staying between the stanchions and ropes, taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Yeah, he's the tourist guy. Who else would be doing it? This guy should be fucking charged with insurrection. You would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Yeah. He's the tourist guy. Go from January the 6th. You would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Yeah.
bang, bang. That's right. Yeah. He's the tourist guy. Who else would be doing this, right? They're just Orland tourists. Matter of fact, here's Andrew Clyde helping with all those tourists. Here he is screaming in panic behind an armed guard after they barricaded the house. And here's him barricading the house with his friends from the, from the uh, security, the Capitol Police. You know, just a normal tourist visit. So Andrew Clyde obviously lives in an alternative universe of facts, but he's not to be outdone. Now, a couple of weeks ago, and this is my favorite one, couple weeks ago, a guy named Andy Ogles from Tennessee, he filed a bill, and I got to read it to you folks, and here it's on screen, but here's the name of his bill, you ready for this one? His goal is going to be, no kidding, just defunding pay for Jack Smith, that's it, not allowing Jack Smith to be paid, and here's the name of that the bill, you have to read this, the bill is called the Yanking outlays for an unethical, ruthless enterprise that fraudulently impedes robust electoral debate act, or the You're Fired Act. Isn't that hilarious? Because you know the You're Fired is Donald Trump's big signature gotcha line from the reality TV show The Apprentice. These guys are hilarious. Hey, he's so funny. Check out my friend Andy Ogle's Christmas photo with his family. Just an all-American group of people with their AR-15s celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. That's who Andy Ogles is. Oh, by the way, he's also a liar and a fraud. No, he's currently being investigated because he literally made up his entire resume. Says he's an economist. No proof of that. Doesn't have a degree. Says he's a was it a cop involved in international sex trafficking investigations. Turns out he's like a volunteer, you know, reserve sheriff briefly until he got kicked out because he never did any training. He's just full of good ideas. But you know what? He's making them MAGA chuds proud, isn't he? Look, we're going to see a lot more of this, right? They're going to do everything they can to throw anything on the wall they can stick to. Of course, the big thing, the big thing they're doing is McCarthy is now saying that he intends to start a, a impeachment process, if you will, an investigation against Joe Biden in the new uh, term here at the end of September. Just an investigation. Why? He does not have the votes to vote for it. So what he's going to do is just going to launch an investigation without any kind of vote to do it because he knows moderate members of his, his caucus aren't going for it. Remember, folks, there's 18 Biden districts where Biden actually won the election, and there's 18 Republicans exposed in those districts, like Pennsylvania won, where he it was a plus five Biden. Those guys do not want to spend the year before the election doing nothing but spinning their wheels trying to undermine Joe Biden or anything. So lots to go. We'll keep you posted here in the Minus Touch Network. Make sure to watch On to Mox the F Woman every Friday night at 11, right here on the Minus Touch Network. Thanks. Judge makes major ruling in Trump Rico case. Okay. Well, Trump co defendant makes shocking move. I just want to vote and see who comes in. Anheuser Busch.
I'm Ben Micellis from Legal AF, joined by Karen Friedman Agnifilo. Some shocking developments in Georgia federal court where Donald Trump's co-defendant in the sprawling RICO case brought by Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, Mark Meadows, has agreed to testify and has been testifying during this evidentiary hearing in federal court. Nobody expected this. I didn't expect this, Karen. I don't think you expect this. Let me just remind people what this hearing is about. Then I'll toss it to you, Karen, to explain why this is so, so shocking that Mark Meadows is not invoking his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, that he is testifying how big of a risk this is for him and why this comes as such a surprise. So this evidentiary hearing relates to the effort by Mark Meadows to try to remove the case from state court where it was brought by Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, Fulton County Superior Court, which is state court, one day after the grand jury returned the indictment naming Donald Trump and 18 other co-defendants, including Mark Meadows in the indictment, the day after, on August 15th, Mark Meadows filed a notice to remove the case to federal court. In order to do that, he must satisfy three conditions when we're talking about a removal in a federal criminal case. It needs to be, number one, he must show that he is a federal official. Number two, Mark Meadows must show that he was acting under the color of authority of federal law. And number three, Mark Meadows must, must show that he has a credible federal defense. He must prove all three elements. In previous hot takes, we talked about the briefing that Mark Meadows said, hey, I was just doing chief of staff stuff, setting meetings, setting schedules. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis said, uh-uh, you are engaged in a criminal enterprise, and the stuff that you characterize as political activity, by the way, that would be a violation of federal law. That'd be a violation of the Hatch Act. Then Mark Meadows responded, well, whatever, I don't, it, it, it's fine. Those issues could be raised once we proceed to trial, but that shouldn't stop us from going into federal court because I'm a former chief of staff. So the evidentiary hearing is to put on evidence Mark Meadows is going to put on evidence to say why the case should be removed. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis putting on evidence why the case should be remanded or sent back to state court. So with that as the framework, Karen Freeman, why was this so shocking? Are you surprised? Everyone is surprised. This has caught every lawyer that I have spoken to completely by surprise. This is so unusual, and I'll explain why. It's because defendants typically do not will not testify about the substance of what they are charged with at an evidentiary hearing like this because he, they would normally take the fifth, right? Every statement he says can be used against him at his trial. He is putting it all out there. According to uh, CNN's Caitlin Polance, he was on the stand already three hours and that he testified about not just the 11,780 phone call, the perfect call, they testified about every single allegation against him in the sweeping RICO indictment, as well as what's in Jack Smith's complaint. They talked about every phone call, every meeting, everything that happened. Fonnie Willis has had the opportunity to cross-examine him on her entire case. And it's just shocking that he would do this, right? It never happens. Defendants don't do this. They would take the fifth. And then they, because don't forget at trial, at a criminal trial, he doesn't have to testify. There's no depositions in criminal cases. There's no requirement.